0: Welcome to the pod, welcome to the pod. I am Dino and he is Dasa, and today, I'm Dasa, nice <laughs> to meet you. Today, we are going to be talking about moving into our new crib, new apartment, our goals for the year, building a new company together, um, and touching up on, you know, whatever topics run through the head. This is a intro podcast to our new episodes. We don't even know what to call this podcast yet, but I feel that the branding will come through you know just speaking and creating this content. So we're excited to have you guys listening and we're excited to make this pod for you guys.
1: Dope. Let's get started. So Dino, tell me about your movie. What are you doing here?
0: Yeah, so for those of you who've been following me across socials, you'll know that uh, I was up at school up at UPenn in Philly for the past half a year, um, finishing up an extra semester of school just graduated, so I got my diploma, um, but now, you know, I've moved down here to the D.C. area with my best friend from college, Dasa, and uh, we're really working hard to build a new company in the wellness and healthcare space, actually. We're building a high-ticket consultancy, helping offices scale past seven figures and open up their second and third offices, um, as well as providing AI copilots for a lot of these offices. So we're really excited about the opportunity. We got a dope spot, we got a dope penthouse over here. Um, in this area, uh, we got a lot of good things outside um, that we can you know go get food you know on the daily when we're doing our work stuff. so it's been a great experience so far. We only moved in Sunday and today is Saturday um, the following. So it's been about six days and so far it's a great 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 time, and uh, I'm excited to be here excited to you know set up this pod and be recording content for you guys. I think this is a medium of content I've never really explored before. i um, just talking openly and candidly, you know to my best friend, or in the camera, and I feel like there's a lot of thoughts and open expressions about myself that I was never really able to get out there through my fitness content. You know, fitness was really focused on showing the physique, showing my workouts, showing what I was doing at raves, but, you know, that's maybe just only 10% of my life, I would say, guys, and so, yeah, probably less, so, you know, I think this is really an open opportunity to be transparent and just... Let you, we, let you guys know what we're learning as 22-year-olds really trying to, trying to make it bra, you know, and build a really successful business. So that's what I got to say. How about you, Daza?
1: Yeah, I'll say he's echoed a lot of the tweak in our brains, but basically as a quick background. So I graduated from UPenn with Dino over here. Um, I used to work in New York doing finance shit, quit all of that, built my own startup, kind of sold it. It was in music and tech. It's now I'm here, new milestone, building a new business with Dino. And I think this thing's going to go to the moon, so I'm really excited. Um, we have a lot to uncover, I guess, in these podcasts, just more about our lives, um, our business, uh, just our takes on how to live a successful and happy and fulfilling life. And so I'm really excited to kind of uncover it.
0: So I think something that could help the audience out. I think uh, for our first you know, kind of episodes, I think a lot of the viewership's going to come from people that have been watching me for a long time but I think some of them have maybe even maybe even seen you in the background of my videos so I wanted you to kind of talk about what you've been up to for the last year what you did post-graduation uh, up until this point and just share a little bit more about your experience you know uh, building in the music industry actually.
1: Yeah for sure if y'all don't know me um so I'm a DJ I'm DJ Dasa I perform a lot of house music and like a bunch of venues like clubs rooftop bars that type of stuff um I got really deep into DJing uh As a result of like learning all that sound engineering stuff, learned a lot about music production, as I was learning how to produce music, I realized that there weren't a lot of resources out there. So basically, uh, I started building my own startup exactly like a year ago today called Scraps Audio. It was basically just like a marketplace where artists could sell like their project files, basically their secret sauce for producers like me to just basically buy and see how they make the magic. So I built that startup. I mean, it grew pretty organically, grew pretty fast. I learned a lot through the journey. Um, and recently we kind of got integrated into a bigger platform and so this past year I've been working out of Houston, Texas where I'm originally from building that startup Um, learning a lot of just about business about the music industry connecting with really cool artists and a lot of countries like 60 countries to be exact Um, and so it's been a pretty cool experience but I want to take a kind of 180 new approach to a new business and and build build a Dino over here and so um, that's basically what I've been up to man.
0: That's cool, Dasa. That's good to hear. And I think you guys are gonna learn more about uh, everything he's been up to and how we kinda work together. I would describe our partnership as like a yin and yang. It's like I've got, you know, the things I'm really good at and I'm really shitty at. And the things that he's really, really good at is the things I'm shitty at, and the things that he's bad at is what I'm good at.
1: What do you mean? Like give him some examples.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess some examples is like, for example, getting, you know, getting going with this content stuff. I feel like I've always had a a good vision for branding and you know what looks aesthetically pleasing um, and marketing messaging and things that can reach the hearts of people and lead them towards a common message and brand. I think that's really where I stand. Um, but on the other side, I've been a really disorganized kid my whole life. I always had a messy room. You know. Like I, I remember in college, we were, we were in my, our frat's house, and I had to ask Dasa to literally make me a Google Calendar so that I could make sure that I went to class because I was missing class because I didn't even know where or when my classes were. Like I was that crippled in terms of organization efforts. But he is, like, the kind of guy, and you can elaborate more, but I see him, like, on a weekly basis on Sunday. He cleans his whole room, cleans the apartment. He'll uh, get organized for the week and and scope out his entire week, day by day, in a schedule. And uh, it's that kind of thing that, you know, when, when we put those two brands together, I think it could be really powerful and r- could really help lead an organization and a business in the future, but uh, feel free to elaborate.
1: Yeah, I'd say like the one characteristic that would describe me as an executioner, like I just get shit done. Like you put something in front of me, I'll get that shit done. Um, I, I think it provides a lot of benefit for people who are like maybe unorganized or need a little bit help just getting shit done. Um, I provide just like value in that sort of regard. I would say I'm just very structured in the way I approach things and just get things done, to be honest. But I always love the idea of just exploring new boundaries, um, learning new things. I'm really good at just kind of understanding people and learning how to bring those sort of different perspectives and skill sets into like one capability. Um, So I guess that's a little bit about like my strengths. And I think it fits pretty well in with like his sort of, you know, brand messaging, you know, helping create sort of things um, that people really resonate with.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give a quick shout out to my brother, actually. I'm going to give a quick shout out to DASA. Many of you guys might not know this, but I have to say that I would have never blown up on social media as a fitness influencer. I would have never had those epic pictures on Instagram without his skill as a cameraman. I think he's the one person in the world I've met that really understood, you know, like my angles slash like how to make me feel confident, how to make you know, me look good on the camera to the point where we would workflow really well together. We'd go to a rave together. We'd do a photo shoot. He would get at least, you know, one to five pictures that were bangers for Instagram. And it was because we had that sort of like brother to brother connection. He knew exactly what I wanted. We had the systems down. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, that's just one example of the the ways we've worked well together in the past. And I think you guys are going to see that manifest in so many new projects as we live here. And, you know, we create this content together. So I'm really excited. Um, I guess as a next question let's see maybe run me run me back through you know what brought you to this point you know why did you you talked about you you used to to be in finance what made you leave that industry what were your experiences there and then why does that you know make you uh, more motivated about what we're doing now you know what I mean
1: Yeah, I would say, I mean, and this is reasonably so, like, when you're growing up in your life, a lot of people just tell you what to do and what's expected as a good outcome. So, you know, you grow up, and everyone tells you, you know, go to good school, like, get good grades, you know, join these clubs, XYZ, and then by the time you're in college, work on your college applications and try to get into XYZ college, because it'll just be good for you. And so, my whole life, I was like, all right, bet, like, throw me those exams, those tests, whatever, I'll just do the good scores, and, you know, I was really good at school and shit, but then, I got to college and that was the first like time in my life where I had four years of just ultimate freedom like seriously you're surrounded in a one mile radius between like 60 of your best friends and you literally don't have to pay taxes or like go to class or like basically do anything Mm -hmm. and so I really took those four years to just explore myself and understand myself. Originally, going into freshman year, I still kind of had that same mentality where, like, oh, I have to follow the crowd. Like, I just got to do what I'm told, which is join these clubs, you know, get good grades, do all that stuff. And so that's how I ended up in finance, to be honest. I didn't know if I had an interest in it. I just knew since high school that's, like, a way to make money and just, like, you know, be good in society, quote, unquote. But as I got deeper and deeper into, like, working on Wall Street and, like, doing that type of, you know, beep, beep, boop, boop shit, like, I, I just realized that. It wasn't where my heart is at. It wasn't fulfilling. I felt like I was limiting my success, actually speaking. Um, and then kind of seeing Dino like blow up on social media, like doing all this content, being an entrepreneur, I never gave it thought that I could be an entrepreneur. And when my boss in finance actually told me, like he gave me my return offer, he's like, you know, you should take the road less traveled. Like you should try to like start something. Like you don't seem like the finance guy. Cause we would talk a lot about like, just like life outside of like working and shit. That's when it really clicked with me that maybe I should try something new. And so the deeper I got into DJing, it just became like a natural evolution where I wanted to learn about production and then I wanted to solve my own problem as a producer. And that led me to building scraps. And then as I built scraps and learned so much about building a business, going from zero to one, and then as I went from zero to one, I realized that, you know, that is actually intellectually so exciting to me and that's something that I want to keep doing for the rest of my life and I'm going to commit my life to that.
0: So I think some of our viewers will come from different backgrounds. I think there definitely will be some viewers that came from that same sort of existence we had as, you know, the kids of, you know, first or second generation Asian parents, high expectations as a kid. You know, we got tiger moms. They want us to do as well as we can in school, get the best GPA we can, make it into the best college. That was kind of like our shared sort of upbringing, and I think many of you guys out there will We'll know that feeling. But we also got some other viewers that, you know, maybe come from other positions. I know I got some some friends out in, like, the Midwest and things so, like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or even, like, California. Um, so different cultures. But I think a shared commonality amongst all the gang, all the viewers out there is, you know, we're young. And we just are on the path to chasing success, chasing, you know, the betterment of ourselves as young men. And wanting to become you know, like, someone that other people look up to, someone that is respected, and that someone... It's
1: not even just that. It's just about becoming the best version of yourself. Like, seriously, everyone fucking here is a sick cunt. Like, you don't need to worry about, like, comparing yourself to other people. We're all born to do something great. It's just up to you to make that happen. Like, seriously, it's not a big deal. Just put in the work and just believe, and as long as you do it, you'll get it done. That's simply it.
0: Yeah, and uh, I definitely agree with that, and the backpack off of that, I think it's it's really about determining determining what I like to call your ikigai in life. It's like, where is your passion, your purpose, what you're naturally good at, as well as, you know, what you can do to make money and what serves other people in this world. Because at the end of the day, that's what, you know, any business does, is it gives value to other people. You solve a problem for a customer. You solve some issue that someone has, and they give you money in exchange. That's, like, really been a takeaway for us over the last few years. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Dasa, I think I covered this in a, in a past YouTube video of mine. What's your best advice, you know, to a 18, 19 year old kid that maybe isn't in college, maybe is early in college, you know, like, but they're trying to figure out their life. What should they do? Um, I remember I just had a, I had a FaceTime, shout out, Dino game member Ryan. Um, We had a FaceTime the other day. He was asking me, you know, how do I navigate college? Should I join a frat? Should I not? Um, Should I pursue entrepreneurship? Should I pursue internships instead? He was asking me all those questions. So what's your best advice for those kind of questions?
1: That's a good question. You know, like, should should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? I think the best way to approach that is just never say no to a new opportunity. If something pops up, just take that opportunity and go with it. You might know or not know where it's gonna head, and rightfully so, you don't know where it's gonna head. But by saying not saying no to that opportunity, you will dive yourself into something completely different in your life and create like a new path that you can actually just truly try out. And so put yourself out there. Opportunities will come the more you put yourself out there. Um, Create your own opportunities as a result of that. And just don't say no to new opportunities. Really just try to explore yourself. Uh, A good way to help with that is like, maybe if you don't know yourself, think about like maybe the lifestyle you want to live like 10 years from now or someone that you look up to and then look, look, work backwards, understand kind of like how they got to the place they were. Maybe try to reach out to them, like ask them like, you know, what did you do? And they'll offer you advice. Like, people are nice in this world. Like, seriously, you just have to reach out with respect and be humble and understand that everyone's just trying to learn from each other.
0: So I'm going to share a little bit more about myself. Um, in high school, man, I remember my freshman year, I got booted or I didn't make the JV soccer team. And that crushed me because I That's played sad. soccer. You know, I played soccer my whole life growing up. And it was, like, in that moment, I kind of, like, I had a depressing freshman year, you know, um, But I ended up visiting Penn, UPenn, the school we went to, the summer after my freshman year. And I came back and for some reason it just changed me a bit. I I found something to kind of latch on to, something that I was like I could see as a dream outcome in the future. And I remember it changed me completely. I I started reaching out to more people to kind of just hang out. Like It changed my social life because I just had this like future goal I was working towards so I was less stressed um, in school, sophomore year, starting, starting then I decided, you know, I didn't make soccer. So I'm going to devote myself to my studies, get really, really focused on that. And I think that's what translated to my success in high school, being very, very focused, very sweaty. That's what I would say and getting into the college. But I think at the trade-off of that, I was very much a nerd in high school. And so I got chubby over the course of high school. I remember in senior year of high school, I hit my, I hit my lowest low in terms of feeling not good about myself, insecurity. I would look in the mirror and just be so dissatisfied with what I was looking at. And I felt ugly, I felt fat. um, And that really like kind of churned something in me. And so I remember it was going into my second semester, my spring semester of my senior year of of high school. I decided, you know, maybe I should make a change. Um, But I was still waiting on my college acceptance letters um, to come back. And I remember when I got into Penn in March, that was like the game changing thing for me. I was like, I have all the opportunities in this world to do whatever I please. That shit ignited a fire in me like nothing else. I, that was the happiest day of my life, I think to date. And I I think from there I started my fitness journey, actually. Um, I was watching, you know, some content creators in fitness, shout out now, uh, Nyga, I was following him on Instagram. And then also my parents, um, they were, they actually met through fitness, um, which is a whole nother story to go into, but I think what I'm trying to lead to here is you're gonna let life flow, and things are just gonna naturally attract you um, as you let the let your life flow and solve the problems that you have. And I think fitness was a beautiful, beautiful journey because um, I got more and more into it every year. I think the first year was like that newbie gains, you know, up in my confidence, changing my body a bit, um, and it started to play its way. I think going into year two into becoming more social, being more confident in myself, doing all that. And then year three, I started the whole social media game. I was like, dude, I'm like this, I'm pretty jacked at this point. I could probably post my own content and look pretty cool online. And so I started evolving that way. And so I think it's for any of those young guys out there, it's like, you want to find your sauce, bro. You want to find, I don't want to say your industry, but you want to find, you know, where you uni- uniquely in this world to, to, to focus on. And it's not like fitness is my entire life, bro. It maybe was the main focus for a long time. But it's really not yeah it's really not um but but as a young man it's like you want to find something that you could be naturally talented at think about like all the all the homies you know going to d1 basketball teams and trying to make the nba you know what i mean it's not like you need to make the nba but it's like you want to make the equivalent of the nba and whatever you're specialized at. that yeah. would be really really cool
1: I, I think it's more like um the way he was saying it is like life is a journey right yeah and you don't know where it's gonna take you so for you like you end up going on this crazy fitness journey and, like, I'm thankful for that, too, because he put me on it, too. And, like, I learned so much about how to improve myself and that actually started this, like, new branch in my life. And so what he meant by, like, life being a journey, I think it really just starts these new little branches on that tree of your life. And if you think about, like, the purpose of life as the the process of a tree, I mean, you start as, like, these roots and these roots become like saplings and they start to grow and then the trees become branches and then their goal after to grow branches to keep growing branches then they the goal is to grow leaves and then once they grow leaves they provide shade for birds and then they provide food for for others and so the purpose of like your tree or your life keeps changing over time and you don't know what way that tree is going to grow like you really don't it's just about developing the nodes and branches for them to grow and the only way to do that is just to grow like that's simply it right
0: So I think where I was going with that, and I totally agree, um, maybe dive in a little bit closer, give the audience some light into, I know, and I don't actually know this myself, so this is a genuine question to you, is I remember there was a moment where you were kind of transitioning, you were like, oh, I've been just being Dino, Dino Bras cameraman for a while, and then you kind of started to think about, okay, what am I actually passionate about, what should I pursue in my own life? Walk me through what was going through your head and what made you kind of decide to choose DJ and, and, and music as as your choice and what did that look like in the beginning? What made you full send it? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Honestly I wouldn't really say it was a choice. It kind of felt similar to a calling in some sort of way. Like yeah. I always like listen to Spotify, I always bump a lot of music and like for our parties, they would ask me to throw on an aux and I never really considered DJing, but as I started like meeting some artists through some of our boys and like going backstage, um, I realized that you know there's a lot of opportunity in the industry, but also like it might be something that I could try and maybe be good at. And so, I started just like DJing by just like learning how to do it on YouTube, basically. And as I started DJing, I I kind of fell in love like with mixing music. Um, I mean, I think music is like the universal language of the world. It's so cool how you can connect so many different people from so many different backgrounds in one singular shared purpose of like honestly just fun and enjoyment. And that's just such a beautiful emotion that words can't even describe. Like, house music is literally just beats, honestly. Like, it's it's kind of crazy how just simple movements and frequencies can really bring people together. And that, like, technical part of it really got me into, like, production. Because then I started to get more into sound engineering stuff. And so, again, it was just, like, a natural evolution. And then as I got into production, I was like, okay, that's cool. But, like, I got to think bigger than just, like, myself. Like, I'm having this problem. And I'm sure so many other people are having this problem, like, why do try to do something about it? And like when my friend kind of gave me that call and we started working together on it, uh, it really just turned out to be like a bigger sort of lens into like being an entrepreneur. And so why I chose to get into music, it was just because I honestly wanted to try something new and it felt like something maybe I'd be good at and just give a stab at it. And the more you work at it, you know, you'll get better at it. And that can go for like anything. Like I could have chose to maybe start drawing, for example. I don't know if I'd be good at that shit, to be honest. But like same thing here. I don't know where I have could have gone with it. And maybe I would be good at that too, you know?
0: Maybe this is a quick win for anyone out there. Maybe this is a realization. I don't know. But even if you were to do something as small as drawing... In this day and age, with what we have in the internet and this ecosystem, you could blow up a TikTok of you making amazing drawings That's to like 200,000 followers, and then think about the many ways you could monetize that. You could sell people personal drawings for like 50 bucks a pop. You could do drawing for businesses as an animator, you know, as a, as a as a person, as a service. Like, there's so many things you can do with a passion in this day and age. It's actually crazy.
1: What I'll say just about art in general is that art is very subjective in the way that you might experience something out of it, but someone else might experience something completely different out of it. So if you feel like you're drawing art, for example, I don't know, and you feel like you're shit at it, someone else might appreciate it. You don't know. Like, you just got to put yourself out there. And if people shit on it or whatever, like, who gives a fuck, dude? Like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. We're all human. Um, And so honestly, just put yourself out there. And one thing I just wanted to note on that is, like, you can't connect the dots looking back. I mean, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them, like, looking back. Yeah. Like, if you were to ask yourself, like, 10 years ago, what am I going to do? You're going to be like, dude, I have no idea. You're just like that kid, right? But looking back, some of the dots start making sense, you know?
0: I don't know, gang. I kind of fully... Sorry, let me fix the mic arm real quick. I kind of fully believe in the the flow of life as, like, a one grand tree. I actually do think that 10 years ago, as a 13-year-old... I was depressed. I remember sitting in the back of the bus going to my public high school, and I planted the seeds for what I'm experiencing now. I remember laying in the back, listening to Logic's old albums, manifesting a life. Yeah, literally manifesting a life like in a beautiful, well, okay, maybe not this apartment itself, but I remember (laughs) I was thinking like, man, like I'm going to turn into a guy that I would really actually look up to. I, 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 I always dreamed of being, you know, not just buff or anything like that, but like charismatic character, someone that is a leader, someone that can confidently walk around this world, talk to people, talk to girls, um, and be successful in, in sort of all those pockets of life that you would want to see as a man. And I genuinely got to say that there's been so many moments in my life where things have come together, and I was like genuinely just like, wow. like That's, that's what I was thinking of as a kid. That's what I was thinking of when I was 13. Can I
1: ask, can I ask you a question, bro? Yeah. Like for real... Like Dino has changed like quite a bit to be to be really honest with you guys like from the whole fitness rave partying stuff like this man is like locked in right now into a different mindset like I've never seen in life before and honestly he's like even stronger as a result of that. Yeah. I wanted you to I wanted to ask you because you've mentioned this in like your last few YouTube videos like why you're kind of like on this sort of wave or how it spawned but I'd love to just get more context on like why you're kind of going through this like phase right now and where you see yourself kind of taking yourself with it you know
0: yeah I'm a man on a mission straight up um I do feel that when I was 18 I planted new seeds so I planted those seeds of to be where I am now 10 years ago when I was 13 five years ago I planted seeds when I was 18 I got into UPenn and I was like I'm going to become a world-class entrepreneur there's nothing else that's going to happen or stop me I think I explored that as a fitness influencer. I started making money on my own, you know, having my own business, but I got distracted. I got very distracted by college and, you know, the qualms of of being, you know, semi-famous and having a lot of connections, being able Girls to go to raves. Partying. Girls and partying. Yeah. I realized that's not what truly what I stand for at the soul level. And yeah. I took a lot of, I took a bit of time off social media. I took a bit of time to really just think in my head about what I truly want, what's truly gonna make me fulfilled. It's not about short term happiness. It's not about like, oh, I was laughing so much. I had so much fun with my friends, hammered that night. You know what I mean? It's actually like what's gonna fulfill your soul and and like level that up, you know, slightly. I think that's really what's been driving me. So I've been locked in, man. Um, super locked in on on this business growth. I I am fully determined and honestly determined to build a successful business, not only for myself, but to serve others, to, sh- to show an example for you guys out there that it's fully possible if you just lock your brain in, you lock yourself in. Um, I have milestones that I would like to achieve in the future. Uh, maybe make the Forbes list 30 under 30. That would be damn shout cool. Out, out. That would be really cool. That would be like the next thing after, you know, getting a UPenn acceptance or UPenn graduation. That's like a label thing, but those don't matter as much. It's more about, you know, I want to prove to myself that I can establish that level of intelligence and and full-stack sort of understanding over a business versus, you know, others might just get really, really deep into one pocket of business in their 20s and really level their way up in a company. I firmly believe in myself that I'm capable of leading a company even at this age and doing successfully with it and really providing customers with a, a really good solution. And I've been nothing but training. I think over the last, you know, four years, five years in college, I definitely did get a bit distracted with the party and stuff, and you know, I made some content about it. But I
1: rightfully so, though. Rightfully
0: so. And I have to say, when I look back, man, I realize that you know, I don't stand for that really. I, I when I think about the kind of influence I want to have in this earth and this world and the people I want to impact, I don't want to spread a message of you know, go enjoy yourself and have all the thrills and party. I think that's part of it. I think it's have a balanced life, but I don't think that that's really what I stood for. And I think that message came across wrong on social media. I think people thought I was too caught up in the partying and that I didn't care about all this. Secretly in the back of my head, that's all I ever cared about. That's actually exactly what I stood for. And perhaps I didn't know my lane to really chase it. I think um, I was doing less good with my sponsorship stuff. And I wasn't really sure if I wanted to stay in fitness. I, you know, I was making rave partying content because I honestly didn't like making fitness specific gym content. I realized in the gym, I like to just be zoned in like, on my shit, listening to my music, and so it wasn't really a great place for me to record or things like that. But, yeah, I, I, I mean... I mean, like, okay.
1: <laughs> like, rightfully so. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna party, like, to be honest, like, to let loose and joy, that's totally fine, but party with intention, man. Like, literally have some expectations going in, like, if you're gonna learn something, try to learn something from it. Our,
0: our goal is to celebrate company milestones with sense. Like, we gonna have, like, a table at every, like, revenue milestone, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, just, like, if you're gonna party, man, like, just try to get some sort of value out of it. Try not to just make it just, like, endlessly, like, partying without, you know, value, just having a blank state of mind. Like, you wanna learn something new about yourself from the night. I think that's the best way to approach it. And it might be as simple as, like, talking to a girl, Or it might be as simple as just, like, meeting a new friend. You never know. Um, You just learn more as you just do more things, to be honest. And so that's, like, kind of my take on that shit.
0: I'm going to take a segment to preach on the pod. You guys probably have noticed this necklace by now. I think another piece to answer Drew's question of what's changed in me is in that time I I stepped away from social media. It was following we had a trip in Thailand, and maybe we should go over that. Um, that, I really found that I, I... I kind of cracked my brain upside down. Actually, I just like completely like destroyed it while I was abroad.
1: You're
0: honest, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, I was left. I, I kind of hit rock bottom in Thailand. That's about what I could describe that as. And I think when I came back to the states, I was just reawoken. And I definitely found uh, it was like leading up to it. I was partying so much, like going into the end of the spring semester at school. I was partying so much, and then we continued that in Thailand to the point of, like, ultimate diminishing returns. Like, I actually hit the pinnacle of diminishing returns with that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was nothing but for me to to find purpose and faith and light through God. And I really do think that finding uh, faithful study, Bible study, and attributing myself to to, like, what I really stand for at the consciousness level has helped me so, so much. I am so much more at peace now. It's like I started to feel through the partying stuff, like I would feel happy in the moment. And then when I'd be going to bed, I'd be tweaking, bro. I'd be in all this guilt. And you know, I personally believe now that hell is a state of regret. Hell is a state of your mind where you're in regret over your actions. It's it's not some place. It's not some physical thing. It's actually up here. And so I realized that I was understanding and going through that. I was really, really going through that. So I took some time to really heal myself and step away. And I can affirmatively say that uh, you know, it helped me, you know, I got over a lot of the sort of addictions that I was forming with, you know, like feeling like I needed to party and get a dopamine fix every single day, just like pounce in my brain, boom, 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 boom. I
1: had to completely like detox from That's all That's my question though, like, like how how did you do that? Like for context, because I personally know like he was doing a lot of dopamine, I'll tell you that, like he got a lot of that dopamine effect and I did too as well, Like, I swore off all that stuff, I was, be- I was basically sober for like six months to be honest, Um, but like How did you do that? Like, I'm seriously asking because I don't know.
0: Yeah, I kind of went from like 100 to zero. I can't lie to you guys. Like, literally, probably the harshest. I was probably, like, not to flex. I was probably the number one partier in in the Ivy League. That's not a flex, bro. It's not a flex. It's (laughs) probably the opposite of that. Yeah. But I'm probably stating a bit of truth, or at least during that time frame or in certain time frames, I might have actually been going the hardest. To answer your question, man how did I do it? I give all the glory to him, man. I give all the glory to God. I truly think that aligning myself as much as I could with him, he carried me and provided me strength every step of the way. Every time I was faced with like a tremor in my head or an obstacle or a temptation, I like, I would breathe in deeply. I would, I would form a prayer and I would breathe it out. I would breathe it out up there. I would literally just breathe it out until the thought went away and then I went
1: about my day. I continued my action. Continued my mission, man. On that point, like I'm Hindu, for example, and one thing I really learned growing up as a childhood is like you never ask God for like things. Like you don't ask God for things. You ask God for the strength maybe to do something, for characteristics to be able to do something that you ideally want. You don't just ask for things. And so I really like the way you kind of said, like I just asked for the strength, you know? Like I literally, that's what you asked for. And I mean, and you, you worked hard and, like, you're working on yourself. And I think ultimately, like, it was your strength that made you go through all of this. And, like, now you're just you're crushing it, man.
0: Oh yeah, thank you, bro. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, truly. Life-changing. And, you know, it was a step-by-step process. I went through months of difficulty with it. But I remembered, and this is what really helped me. I think time and urgency can help solve a lot of issues. I held it up to, me, to myself. I was like, I'm going to end this year, 2023. I started this year a crazy man. I started 2023 absolutely at the oh, height oh, of my oh. party. This
1: guy went to Houston because he went to visit Alpha Land. Man dyed all his hair blonde. We went to Austin. It was just pure raving, pure like partying and shit. Yeah, He started this year like like crazy animal.
0: <laughs> and uh, I form-related the, the condition in my head that I'm going to end this year in the complete opposite way. I'm going to be with my family, enjoying the holidays, being completely faithful, you know, spending good time and sharing my love with them. Because I feel that I started the year and ended the previous year selfish. I was selfish. I was just thinking about myself and what's going to make me happy and what's going to give me pleasure. I committed myself in the end of that of 2023 to my family and to those that I love and to being a good role model and example. I'm in my family. I'm the oldest cousin amongst 10 cousins. So I wanted to come to Christmas that year being like a genuine role model. I had just graduated from from university, from an Ivy League school, and really being that, that guy that they should be able to look up to. I, I really didn't want to, you know, end the year in the same way that I did the year before, partying and really, like, drowning my, my brain out. It's like, what's to celebrate, man? Like, <laughs> like why are you celebrating the – I mean, unless you really, really achieved a lot that year, then, you know, you're celebrating a milestone. But it's like – I felt like – the year before bro i was almost just celebrating just
1: to just descend to you know what yeah. i mean and that's, that, what that's was where wrong. the problem comes in man if, if you're gonna celebrate like i said celebrate with purpose man you gotta celebrate something about yourself that is something bigger than yourself as like unintuitive as that sounds that makes sense uh, but i totally agree with that man and honestly you've been you've been doing a good job about it and but like tell me that was 2023 what about 2024 man like what's up with 2024 man what's on your mind
0: so i like to keep this up in my head. I, uh, I'm in an indemnity condition. Apologies. I'm in a condition of purity for January. I haven't committed a bit of sin. I've actually been completely dialed, completely dialed on my mission as a man. And I feel that if I set this precedent in January for this year, I'm going to have nothing but a successful blessed year. And that's really what I see happening. I think this is going to be year, a year of seeing the most growth I've ever actually seen in my life in terms of my mission, my progress and what I care about being business and being serving others. I really think with this god-given mindset that I now have and this this strong feeling of purpose, peace and love that I have, it's like I'm going to see such beautiful things in this world and 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 it's going to manifest. It's going to manifest truly. Yeah. I think I'm going to be like a magnet and just pull in all this
1: good energy and that's what I'm keeping at the top of my head. Yeah. Honestly like Obviously, I had goals for myself and expectations and milestones that I wanted to do in my life. But when it came to New Year's and it came to that time, like, all I wanted, honestly, to the very moment was just to go to bed happy every day. That was kind of it, dude. Like, I just want to be happy. And I know if I'm happy, then I'll be able to do things that make me happy. I
0: actually partially disagree with that. I think God often puts his soldiers in isolation and gives them difficulties but only to strengthen them in their feeling of sense of mission and pride. Not pride, but sense of mission and and true fulfillment. So I think my thesis is that I don't want to go to bed happy every day. It's almost like I want to go to bed feeling like I achieved what needed to be achieved that
1: day. But doesn't that make you feel happy? Even if it was hard, like, trust me, last year, bro, I was struggling. Like, building my startup was the first time I built a business. I didn't know how to do jack shit when I started my business. It's something I never learned in my life. But the fact that I was learning just kind of made me happy. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. I learned something new today. I talked to someone new. And so I just want to kind of continue that up. But even with a more positive outlook, like even if I haven't like learned the amount I wanted to, like there's always tomorrow, you know?
0: I I think it's an issue. I don't think humans are actually meant to live their entire life just being happy every day. I think you maybe use that as an adjective, but it's not exactly, exactly what you mean. I personally think that I would like to go to bed every day feeling like I hustled that day. Like I put in my genuine best effort. Like there was not even a. a smile and s- saying that. Dude. Yeah, yeah. You're b- because it, bro. I, I genuinely want to believe that there was not an ounce more. There was not a lick of yeah, more blood, effort. Blood, sweat, and tears, bro. Yeah, blood, I'm sweat, sure and tears that day.
1: Blood, sweat, and tears. That's basically it, dude. Yeah, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. And
0: I mean, and you, could- you could say that's what makes me happy. But uh, I think it's deeper than that, man. I think it's deeper. I think I could, I could be getting crushed by, you know, like, <laughs> like a soldier in war. Like, I could be getting <laughs> crushed. But, like, I feel like my team and me, we're, we're putting in our absolute hardest effort. And that's what is really look, carrying look, look, us forward.
1: Look, look, look. if you're going to lose, well, guess what? You're going to have to get up the next day and try again. If you win, great. You're gonna have to get up the next day and go again. Like it doesn't matter. You're gonna have to go again. And
0: if you're losing, you better be losing in glory. You know yeah. what I mean? You oh yeah, dude for glory, baby. Yeah, yeah that's truth. Truth. That's what it's about. I mean, I still stand, and you guys have maybe seen on my platform me saying it before. I stand for glory. I truly do. That's, what I, that's how I lead my life. That's truly what I stand for in all ways. And Explain,
1: like, I feel like For Glory, like that concept, it kind of like, it just like kind of took off. But what does For Glory actually mean to the fans? You know, what does it actually mean? Because I believe in, in glory as well. So it's an interesting thing, and that's why I,
0: I haven't actually been posting about it for a while in my journey of coming to faith and stuff, I realized that some of the times when I would say for glory was actually for not, I think it was for the wrong reasons. I think it was for the glory of self for the narcissism in us. Like I would have moments when I was just, you know, partying my ass off doing something actually pretty devilish and saying for glory in that moment. I don't stand for that. I think glory is very much in like the, almost like the biblical war term. It's like for glory. Like you, you conquer. Yeah. Yeah. Like soldiers, like, you know what I mean? Um, and it truly does mean whatever you mean when you hit it, but hopefully it's it's in good light and it's in good faith. That's the, t-
1: that's the type of glory I stand for.
0: You know what I, agree I mean? With
1: that, man. I agree with that, bro. I think it's just about fighting for the right purposes, and you know what's right and what's wrong. You know what that is. It's your conscience. Yeah. Just listen to yourself. That's basically it, man.
0: So with that, I think we covered a good amount of concepts today, and I think, I genuinely do think that this may be called the For Glory Pot, but... It's to be seen, it's to be seen. But the fact that we kind of ended with that message, and that really is the overarching message of what we want to relate to you guys today. You know, you chase glory, you chase glory in all aspects of life, and you find what is glorious to you. That is what you do. Um, We're super happy to have recorded this for you guys, and I hope you guys stay tuned, subscribe to the pod, uh, drop a like, and we'll see you guys in the next one.
1: Peace for glory.
0: (laughs) Yo, that was pretty good, bro. Hell yeah, dude.
1: That wasn't bad, dude.